0: this ministry. This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning, friends, and welcome to Mosaic in the Morning. Good morning. It's, yes, this Good is our morning, morning show.
1: Hey, guys, I'm Kristen. This is Naeem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yes. pretty much it. She's going to be my co-host. Yes. And if you are joining us, us for the very first time and you're wondering what's going on, so we're trying to do church very creatively. And uh, here's what we're doing. So I'm going to be talking about um, doing part two of our series, but Kristen's going to be uh, live chatting, right? we got people yes. in the chat room. So if you are first time here at Mosaic, make sure you say hi, correct? Yeah,
1: jump in, say hi. If you have questions, prayer requests, there will be all kinds of things popping up at the bottom of your screen you can click on. So... Interact with
0: yes, him. we want to be very interactive. We want to give a shout out to Rich. Rich yes. is our host with the Moses. He's been doing this for a long time and does a great job. So He's
1: going to take care of you guys. Yeah, we are sure. here to
0: help and get you connected. All right. So, we've got kind of a routine here. number 1, we got to catch up on yes. some stuff here. Hi. So, I hear I hear yes. number 1. I hear that you have been having plagues, different <laughs> plagues in your house. It
1: feels like it. It feels like it. So, first um, we had a tree fall over in our backyard, break okay. our fence, like on a sunny day.
0: Sunny day, sunny Just day. Fell over. Okay.
1: Um, then we had bees. Bees. The plague of the bees in our ceiling. How many
0: bees do you have?
1: Um, the minimum count is 20,000.
0: 20,000 bees, bees.
1: Living in our ceiling.
0: You never noticed you have bees living
1: No. Here? Apparently they're.
0: They keep to themselves. Well, yeah, they're social distancing, <laughs> friends. They they're social distancing. I get it. I, I think get it's it. Just okay. that my
1: house is so loud.
0: Okay, nice.
1: That we just didn't notice them. So
0: you got more? Uh, other yeah, things my happening? husband
1: um, Peter's. He got poison ivy. If he looks at poison ivy, he like breaks out into <laughs> hives. Um, my oldest daughter is. Wow. Love bless. Yeah. She um, just was walking and had a hard time, and we almost had to take her to the ER because she tried to split her head open. I mean, it's what just. What is like, going on, I don't yo? Know.
2: What's so next we're wa- we're
1: watching for the locusts to come Locus, in. Locusts,
0: yeah, and if you have a pool, the frogs, watch out because it will turn to blood. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh! Wow. Your week though was better than mine.
0: It was. It was, it was. your birthday. It, it was. It was Happy my birthday, birthday week. It yes. was awesome. It was great. Um, and in fact, next week in a couple yes. of days, Wednesday is Ashley's birthday. Yay. So, yeah, it was great. It was great. It was awesome. Awesome. And, um, yeah, it was great. We were on a Zoom call. We were. Uh, With the staff. And you we guys were. all dressed up in Hawaiian attire. It was well, a party. Well, we were supposed
1: to be in Charleston for a staff trip. Yes. And so, yeah, we decided we would all dress up like we were at the beach.
0: And, yeah, and it was surprise very, you. Yes. And try to trick now, you. I was, I was bummed, though, because I was expecting to see a llama. Yes. And I didn't see one. What happened? No,
1: They were booked. They were booked. We tried. You can get a llama or a goat on your Zoom call now. Yes. Um, But did you guys know that? They were booked.
0: Yeah. I mean, someone is genius. Like, you know what? I got an animal. Zoom calls are already ridiculous. People are zoomed out. Yep. Right. How can I capitalize well. on
1: this? Might yeah. as well.
0: Let's So let's see. But we want. We, Maybe how much Ashley's is it? How birthday. much
1: for a tiger? Yes. <laughs> for Ashley's birthday. birthday we'll
0: we get a llama or a tiger. I don't know which one. <laughs> tiger we'll see. Tiger's
1: not an option. No, it's
0: not an option? <laughs> no. You never know, friends. Never know. It never is. know. I, I know a guy. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, all so. right. So, also, what we want to do is we want to catch up on the good things that are happening. Yes. And based on our. Not some app.
1: good news.
0: Some good news. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's not our idea, obviously. No, we borrowed it. We borrowed it, borrowed it. But let's talk about some good things here. Number one, I got a few things. Um this week we passed the 500 plus mark for kids. So okay. in terms of, so we, we, uh, we feed, uh, we make bags, yep. right? Uh, for kids, and we've been doing that for a long time now. Yep. Um, with Bags part of Hope. Of, yeah, with Bags of Hope. And so we passed the 500 plus mark now. So awesome. uh, thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you so, 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 so much. In fact, since this quarantine, we've uh, we've had uh, 3,000 bags that we've made. That's amazing. Yeah, And then since the beginning of the year, obviously 6,000. So 6,000. 6,
1: bags of food for kids. I
0: just want you to know, like 500 yeah. weekly. Yeah. Weekly, not just one time, okay. weekly we're doing this. So the the, the the work that's, I mean, that is great news.
1: Yes, and we're, we're always collecting Yeah. for yeah. that too. So 500 seems to be the number today. Um, Jen Cashel, yeah. who has a shop called Created Beautifully, she generally makes bags and purses and all of this beautiful stuff. Well, she decided she was gonna pause her business to sew masks, Oh. and I found out this morning, she has just surpassed 500 masks. Her goal is to wow. make a thousand masks that she can give away wow. to first responders or people who need them, and so she's halfway there to her goal, and we're oh, just man. so proud of her. That's awesome, yeah.
0: that's awesome. In fact, we got some other cool stories as well um, on video, so let's, uh, let's take a look.
2: Hi, we're Paul and Sharon Branson, we're missionaries in the Dominican Republic. And we wanna say thank you to Mosaic, for all of your prayer, love, and support. Through your support, we've been able to provide groceries for over 40 families. We've not had to lay off any staff, and we've also been able to get internet so that we can send this video to you. One lady who received some of the food that we brought started to cry when she received the groceries. She had no food in her house, and her husband had just passed away 11 days prior. In another house, they only had a clove of garlic, a piece of bread, and an egg left and they were also so incredibly grateful to have some groceries for their family. So we are in our our sixth week of stay-at-home orders in the Dominican Republic. Everything is closed except for supermarkets and pharmacies and we're on a curfew from 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. But we're so grateful that we're not seeing violence here like other countries are seeing and that we do feel safe. So thank you very much to everyone at Mosaic for all your prayers and all your support and how you're helping us to be able to serve here in the central mountains of the Dominican Republic. God bless each and every one of you. Hey, Mosaic. I'm here at Charlotte Medic Headquarters, and I'm here with Kim because we have had the opportunity to make some um, awesome masks and some gift cards from ICU talks and Mosaic to share with uh, the medic staff. And we are so grateful for all your generosity to be able to bless them with that. So we just want to let you know we have 60 masks. And 60 cards, just encouragement from all the volunteers, and each card has a $5 Starbucks gift card. Oh, it's not enough, but we want you to know that what you're doing is good enough, and we appreciate you. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. And that is awesome. Thank, thank you for what you're doing. Stay safe. Thank you. We appreciate it very
0: much. Man, that's awesome, isn't it?
1: So great. And it's so great that Mosaic and ICU Talks both could partner together.
0: Right. To just bless our community. I I love the partnerships that are happening right now. Also love the fact that we are able to, as a church, support uh, globally. Uh, You know, Because it's not that we're going through this together here in the U.S., but this is a global, obviously, pandemic. And so uh, thank you again, Mosaic, for allowing us to do what we want to do. Be a hope. Uh, to be epicenter of hope here, but also uh, be the loudest voice of hope all over the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You
1: guys are definitely part of it. If you're giving, if you're giving financially, if you're dropping off donations, you're definitely part of it. So yeah. thank you,
0: thank you guys, thank you so much. Those are some good news. Okay, let's talk about what we've been doing a little bit. Yes. And so we started kicked off, uh, kick off, we kicked off a series. We did. Uh, last week called Lament, and
1: which we've changed the name. Is yeah, yeah.
0: It was. This, is, this terrible. is terrible. This is terrible. Was the name of the series, which I think it still is. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's a terrible name. <laughs> it's still it's terrible, yeah. but. The idea was to really process our pain and discover God's plan. Uh, yeah. the, the processing, allowing God to really uh, use what we are feeling right now, because lamenting means that we pro- we, we passionately, uh, uh, you know, communicate or express sorrow and grief. And so, I think processing is so important, yeah, isn't so it? It's
1: so important, especially right now. Um, on Tuesday night at seven o'clock. Kim Honeycutt and Thomas Floyd, who are both therapists and experts in trauma, mm-hmm. are actually going to walk us through this. Awesome. So it'll be an open Facebook Live for anybody who's available, and they're going to just help us understand what we're feeling, why we're feeling what we're feeling, why we don't know what we're feeling yeah. or what we should be feeling. That's
0: great. Um, are you going to be hosting that? I am. Okay, great. I am
1: going to be hosting that as well. So Awesome. It's so be, Facebook it's Live. Really good. Tuesday at, at 7. St-
0: at 7 o'clock. Yep, awesome. on Mosaic
1: Church's Facebook page.
0: Awesome. All right, guys, we're going to jump into our uh, topic this morning, uh, and we'll pray together before we do that. Uh, and uh, uh, like always, Christian's going to be here uh, to live chat with you if you have any questions, or if you missed a point or you missed a passage of Scripture, she'll help you out. I gotcha. All right, let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you so much for today thank you for your heart for us God we pray that you would speak to us God I know there are people who are watching this and their context looks very different from mine right now and um, I don't know where what they're going through and what they're feeling right now I don't know the good or the bad and or the ugly news they've gotten God but I know that you are with them and I'm praying that over them God I pray that you speak to them speak to us Uh, in Jesus name I pray amen Amen, amen, amen. All right, so let's recap a little bit. Uh, we started this series last week, uh, this idea of lament. And so what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, lamenting is not a complaint to God's, against God's character. It is an appeal to God's character. So uh, from last week, remember, it, this is not complaining. It's not griping. This is more than that. This is appealing to God's character, not uh, complaining against God's character. Also, no, the lamenting is proof. It's proof of a relationship with God. It is a proof of a real, raw, intimate relationship with God. Because if you can't get mad with someone, or you can't say the things you're really, truly feeling, or want to just say, then it's not really a real intimate relationship. And God is emotionally strong. He can handle your disbelief. He can handle your grief. He can handle your uh, uh, even, even dishonoring um, thoughts or comments. He can handle this because God is mature. And He wants to have a mature relationship with you. So Lamenting is, in fact, proof of a mature, mature, of a real relationship with God. And then lamenting is also participation in other people's pain. And that's part of us, like uh, part of uh, uh, this, this uh, series, the, the guy who actually wrote this, uh, the book of Lamentations. It is part of his uh, uh, process where he was actually feeling the you know, thoughts and uh, feeling the pain of other people as well. And so he writes in that. So if you don't know the context, basically what it is, is we're going through the book of Lamentations. There are five chapters. We went through first two chapters last week. And I am going to talk about chapter three uh, this morning. So if you've got a Bible... If you got a phone, if you've got a laptop, uh, jump into Lamentations uh, chapter 3. I'm going to start at verse 15. And again, I want you also to know that Lamentations is connected to the book of Jeremiah as well because Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations. And he was a prophet who was sent by God to instruct kings who just did not listen. And because they did not listen, it caused all kinds of issues uh, with their people and all kinds of pain. And so it's in the middle of that anguish. It's in the middle of that he is speaking into this. So verse 15, he says this. He says, he, this is, he's talking about God. He says, he has filled me with bitterness and given me a cup of deepest sorrow to drink. Verse 16, he says, he has made me eat gravel and broken my teeth. He has rolled me in ashes and dirt. Verse 17, he says, "O Lord, all peace and all prosperity have long since gone for you have taken them away. I have forgotten what enjoyment is. Man, I, I, can you relate to this? I think there are certain parts of this. Where I'm like I am so there right now. I think part, partly this idea of like I've forgotten what enjoyment is, is it's, it's so true. It was my birthday this week and, and uh, Brian and uh, Stephanie, uh, they brought Starbucks uh, to me and it was such a sweet gesture. They showed up uh, in the morning and they had like my order, you know, which was uh, basically a tall, like not, it was a grande or maybe a venti pike actually, a venti, yeah, I needed it, a venti pike uh, with um, three splendors and half and half, uh, the, as long, you know, enough half and half so it looks like the color of my skin. So that's, that's my order. Anyways, so they brought it. I loved it. It was great. But as I was drinking it, I thought, man, I've forgotten the taste of Starbucks. And I used to be a Starbucks person. I mean, I would, that, well, that was my thing. That was my drug. And now it's like it's. I, don't, I just can't do it. I can't get there, and it's not happening. And I've forgotten um, some certain things in my life. Have you been feeling that like you're forgetting how to actually relate or do certain things I find myself thinking oh my gosh I mean I know we're socially distancing ourselves I wonder if social dysfunction is going to creep in I mean it's just so true isn't it and in lamentations here uh, in the verse 15 16 and 17 he's actually talking about this process of God uh, the things are happening to me I'm blaming you for them and see if there's a big theme for this morning it's, it's really about bitterness and blame and also shame as well so it, that's that's the big idea here. So what's going on uh, with, uh, with him, and why is he so um, emotional about this? Well, to give you some context, here's what happened. So Jeremiah is a prophet who's sent by God to uh, take care of his people and instruct kings. So if you don't know, the context here at this time is basically that the kingdom of, like, Israel is no longer one kingdom. It's like it's not one group of people. It's actually been broken up into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. It's happened because of just terrible kings. It's, it's, and then they started getting invaded by different empires. So the Assyrians came in, uh, and then the Babylonians came on. And the Babylonians, they, they, did this, they, they would come, and they would, because these people were already divided, they had two different kings going on, they would just loot and have their way with them. And so when Jeremiah writes this, he's been talking to this king about this very situation. He's trying to comfort and instruct. And both of them, he seems like it's not happening. And he's feeling all the pressure. He's like, What's, what is God doing? Why is he not like moving in this? Because, because he's, uh, the, these guys are now exiled. So Babylon, Babylonians came into the southern kingdom and they took all these people, and exiled them to Babylon. So now you've got this population group, this group of people, who left Egypt thinking God has got a promised land for us, and God's got amazing things for us. And they leave, and since that time, it's been chaos because of terrible leadership. And now they find themselves, a group of them, exiled. Part of their family is in you know, uh, is in Israel, but the other part is moved, is moved into, uh, from Jerusalem, sorry, is in Jerusalem, and the other part is in, in is in Iraq. And so, there, so it's in the middle of that chaos. Uh, Jeremiah is really thinking, well, God, what are you doing? What's going on here? And bitterness is coming in and creeping in. And I wonder if it's doing, if that if that's happening to us. Is bitterness Doing that, I mean, I find myself going, you know what, name name, uh, d- don't be cynical, don't be cynical. Like, I talked to myself already, but I think this time around th- this season, we got to talk to our- ourselves more than ever because we're hearing thoughts, we're feeling some things. And man, I gotta tell myself, name, you cannot allow this, do not allow this. It is so good though, it is so healthy, it is so healthy to talk to yourself. Crazy people don't, like they say, crazy people talk to you uh, to, uh, to themselves. First of all, there's no such thing as crazy people, okay? I mean, they're crazy things that people do. The other issue is that actually very healthy people talk to themselves all the time. That's how they stay sane, my friends. And here, Jeremiah is doing the same thing. He's talking to his soul. He's saying, I'm forgetting what enjoyment looks like. Then he turns the corner, though. So verse 18, it says this. He says, all hope is gone. I mean, you think, okay, has he turned the corner? Yeah, he is. He, he, he's getting there. He's turning the corner because he's actually getting more awful. He's getting even darker in this. He says, all hope is gone. My strength has turned to water, for for the Lord has left me. Oh, remember the bitterness and suffering you have dealt to me. And then he says, for I can never forget these awful years. Always my soul will live in utter shame. So right here, he's saying, God, I'm just blaming you. Did you find yourself doing that? I mean, do you find yourself like, like you start off, you're like, okay, I, I think I, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. And then you wake up one day and you're like, I can't handle this. I'm going insane here. I, I don't know. what. I, I just need this to stop. I just need to stop. And every time they, 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 they um, extend the order, the stay-at-home order, you're like, no, 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 no. And then what do you want to do? I'll I tell you what I want to do. I want to blame some people. I'm going to be like, you know what? We should not listen to them. We should listen to them. We should have we listened to them. They're the ones. That we, we, why don't we have a system for this? I just want to blame, blame, blame. And then I want to shame, shame, shame. And that seems to be my game, game. No, that's, I know, it's dumb, 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 dumb. But that's, that's where I am. Are you there? Are you there? He's totally there. He's saying all hope is gone. It's the end. It's over. It's over. And God, you're the one. You're the reason to blame. You're the, you're the reason. Now, he gets super dark. Then what happens there? See what's healthy about this, guys, is that he is processing his pain. That is so important. There's some of you you are crying uncontrollably for days now. It's okay. I, I mean, it's, it, I'm so sorry, and it, it, you're not, you're not crazy. You're, it's 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 normal. It's it's it, you 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 you're you're like I should be over this. No, I, I listen. No one is going to go through this well. And everybody goes through different stages, different points. And some of you are angry right now. You're like, I can't believe I want to lose this business. I can't believe he's letting me do this. I can't believe, you know, I started doing some things. Like I just felt like my relationship with God was, God was like really doing great. And now it's just falling apart. I, I get that. And that's why we're processing this together. That's why we're saying, let's read the scriptures that are, that are really honest and true to the human experience. So he, he, he gets awful, 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 right? We just read those. Now, we, jump, we keep on going. Verse 21, he, he says something that seems like it's not the same guy talking. Here's what he says. Verse 21. He says, yet, are you with me? He says, yet there is what? One, what? Ray of hope. Now, what's fascinating about that uh, word right there is that he's not talking about a line of hope, which I know it makes so, no sense to say a line of hope. But ray in math uh, basically means that a ray has a starting point but no ending point so when he says there's a, there's one ray of hope he's talking about this unending hope it's profound what he's saying here he says but yet within me i know i feel i just know that there is a ray of hope and then he goes on he says what i yet there's one ray of hope his compassion he says what's the what's the hope he said his compassion never what ends it's the ray it says it never ends and then he says it is only the lord's mercy that have kept us from complete destruction. A couple of verses before, he was like, you have, you know, I, I'm in ashes, and my, my teeth are gone, and you've broken my teeth, and he's, he's going up and down, but this is the human experience. And then he says, great is his faithfulness. His, the same his that he talks about, where, he, you know, you fill me with bitterness. He's saying, great is your faithfulness. And then he says, his loving kindness begins afresh, what? Each day, that each day God has a set of more mercy and grace for you. In the, in the midst of your calling him out on some things that you're, he's like, I, I'm not one to blame on this, but I, I'll let you process. Do you know God lets you process your pain, your sin? Friends, you have to know this. You need to know this. Um, you want to ask that question, why, why, why? Because he wants to be in that conversation. Verse 24, he says this. I love it. He says, my soul so important. He says, my soul claims the Lord as my inheritance. Like he's telling his soul something. He's telling God something. He's writing it down for us. He's saying, my soul claims. I'm not claiming all the other stuff. I'm feeling a lot of stuff, but I'm claiming something. And that claim is, he is my inheritance. Inheritance is what? For the future. The ray of hope is future. He's saying, "My cl- my soul is claiming. It's claiming something that's in the future that I cannot see, but I'm putting it. I'm putting it there. And then he says what? The obvious thing. He says, therefore, therefore, I will what? I will hope in him. Verse 25, he says, the Lord is wonderfully, wonderfully good to those who what? Who wait for him to those who seek for him. And it's so easy, friends, right here to just kind of say, oh, oh, it makes sense from last week. From last week, the big idea was what? God is in the waiting and right here, he's saying it is, God is wonderfully good. That means wonderfully good things happen inside of us, around us, when we wait for him, we wait in him, we wait with him. Friends, when all the things that you and I have created fall away, it is a great time um, to look at the one who created all things. Does that make sense? Like when, when all the things that I have created fall away, it is a great time to look to the one who created all Things because I've created a lot of things. Uh, I don't know if you about you, but but every nation does this. Every group of people do this. Every society community does. They have these these symbols of security, these structures in place. And right now, it seems like all of our routines and structures have gone away. I have um, routines and and habits that actually provide a sense of security, and I'm realizing that um, that we all did, like you do and I do. I know Kristen does uh, as well. Symbols of security, which now are, are like falling apart, are falling apart. So Kristen, let me ask you, um, when it comes to symbols of security, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, 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 do you have any? You, you,
1: I, have a, I feel like I have a couple. Yeah, You have
0: a couple that are <laughs> like falling apart? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, people right now are joking about like hygiene, you know, okay. haircuts and not being able to get to the salon and all that stuff. Now, hold
0: on, hold on. that's not hygiene, right?
1: Well, what do we do? Physical appearance?
0: Physical appearance. Vanity? Hygiene Hygiene would be like brushing your teeth.
1: Okay, brushing teeth, <laughs> showering. That, but who, has, who has gone a day in quarantine and not showered? Everybody. Sure, okay, we're getting... We're
0: I have I have showered every day.
1: Oh, well, I you're... I think, I think. An outlier, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, but I think that's something that we joke about, but women especially, like I'll say for me, this physical appearance is identity is security and so not being able to get to certain appointments or yeah. have certain upkeep and I think now that guys can't get their haircuts like uh, you guys are starting to feel our oh pain oh yeah a little I'm bit. feeling it I'm
0: feeling it you, do, you yeah. don't even know the amount of product that's in my hair oh yeah
1: I can it's, see it's
0: it. Just, it's just it's, it's there yeah it's, it's there I'm gonna yeah yeah yeah
1: but I think too on a deeper level just this my security has been busyness so I'm a doer, I'm an achiever, I'm always going, I've always got something that I'm working on or right. working toward. And when the you know, quarantine happened, the whole world shut down. you right. And I think I struggled really hard, especially at the beginning, because I fought it. I was like, Well, I'm not I'm not slowing down, I'm not gonna stop doing things. So my mind was still going and I was trying to do, do do stuff? do and go in a world that was like, N- it doesn't work
0: yeah, anymore. anymore. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. For me, too. I have a habit or a, a system in place, even though I am sporadic sometimes, a lot of times. But I have certain things like I, 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 like on my drive to this place, I do this. Yes. On my drive there, I do this. I sit there uh, in the afternoon. I go here to do this. And I'm like, no, I got none of that. Right. I don't have to drive anymore. I And I want to just drive around. Right. I think I've just, I've done that. Yeah. But there's there's these systems that we've, we've put in place, and, and because we don't have access to them. I mean, for example, like this idea of being church people, uh-huh. right? Now, so there used to be people who go to church, people yep. who don't go to church. Mm-hmm. Now, no one goes to church kind of thing. Right. right. You don't physically get up and dress up and all that and do a thing. Yeah. So before the family unit the structure was, okay, everybody, let's go. We got to get ready, all that. Yep. Now it's like. Let's just log on. Yeah. Let's just figure it out. And And right now, kids are running around. Right? Right (laughs) Right now. They're running around, dogs going crazy.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then it becomes like, well, we're doing this, but am I still a church person? Right. You know, to me, security and identity are so like. Connected. Oh, my gosh. So connected. Yeah. And so that's why we're all feeling lost.
0: Mm -hmm. Because all that
1: stuff is gone
0: it's so true it's so true and i love what you said here with identity and security as connected because exactly that's what exactly was happening to the jewish people here because here's let me give you four things that they lost instantly they they lost number one protection of the city i mean they physically lost protection okay and what does that mean for them it was like we are we are we are no longer a people there's no sense of protection like like people are no who's in control right now and at times, like, we feel this. Like, no one is in control. Our walls are, like, down. Like, you, people have talked about this being an invisible enemy. It seems like that. You're like, we are, we are um, exposed here. And so they felt like that. Number two, the regular temple worship was no longer a thing. It was gone. I mean, they, they, uh, people were, it, that was not happening in that time because of the exile. It, they were in foreign country. And the people who were in their own countries, they, they, were, they were still, they were, The the regular temple worship was not happening, and it feels like that was a sense of security for us as well, right? Regular church going, you know, seeing your friends. Another thing, uh, number three, was like uh, guidance of God's law. Like they would have people, they were accessible to rabbis, and they would have instruction from God's law. And it seemed like, like God's law could not be actually practiced because they were in exile. The other thing they had was a vision from prophets. Vision for prophets. They had, and now you've got people divided, and the prophets that are actually supposed to speak, they don't even know who to speak to, and the kings over there were not even listening to certain prophets. I mean, even even the. During Jeremiah's time, the, the, the king who was supposed to listen to Jeremiah, in fact, threw him into a well because he didn't want to listen to him. He was a 21-year-old king that the king Nebuchadnezzar uh, from Babylon set up as like a, just a figurehead. And he was supposed to take care of his people, but he did not. And it caused all kinds of nonsense there. So all these symbols of security start falling, up, falling apart. That was really happening. But then verse 26, um, Jeremiah says this. He says, it is good both to hope and wait patiently for the salvation of the Lord. What he's saying here is that there's a connection to prosperity, um, to prosperity, to what you put your hope in, and what you wait for, and for for what you're waiting on, like so, he's saying, like I'm waiting for something that's bigger, the salvation of the Lord. He's talking about there's a there's a sense of security that comes from a saving grace or a saving knowledge or a saving relationship from God. He's talking about like you and I have got to tap into that. Then he says, but but we have to hope and wait. On it is good to do both of those things. But he's talking about hope and. He's talking about waiting as a verb, not as a just let's just hang out. He's talking about doing certain things. The reason why I know this because, again, like I said, Lamentations and the book of Jeremiah are connected. They're connected, same author. So this is where you link actually a passage of Jeremiah 29 to this, to the Lamentations. So let me read it to you. See, Jeremiah went to the people of uh, of Jewish people and he said told them hey I know you've been exiled but there's God's God has a message for you and in the middle of the season in this middle of this quarantine in this middle of this exile here's what I want you to do this is what God's telling you and let me read to you he says this the Lord Almighty the God of Israel sends this message to all the captives he is exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem like it seems like God's owning this like okay okay you you feel that I've done this okay 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 let, let me just tell you here's what I want you to do though verse 5 he says build homes And plan to stay. No, 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 I don't want to do that. But he says, no, do that. Then he says, plant vineyards, for you will be there many years. Marry and have children, and then find mates for them, and have many grandchildren. Multiply, don't dwindle away. And work for the peace and the prosperity of Babylon. Pray for her, for if Babylon has peace, what? So will you. If Babylon has peace, so will you. Do you see what he's doing here? I mean, he's talking to them about, hey, I want you to, in the middle of this season, in the middle of this exile, in the middle of this quarantine, in the middle of all these uh, old symbols of security falling apart, here's what I want you to do. I want you to dream again. I know, I know, you're going crazy. I want you to dream again. I want you to invest again. Oh, what else? He says, I want you to commit again. I want you to start new relationships again. He's saying, "I want you to do long-term stuff because, because here's the problem: we can get stuck. We can get stuck in our in our pain and sorrow, and we are paralyzed, and we don't do anything. That's why some of us you are i 'I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wait for things to get normal, back together again, and then I'll re-engage.' I'm telling you, that's not that's not the plan, because the old symbols of security have fallen away, and now you need to have what I call." new practices of security new practices what these are some things that you and i have to develop that's what he's telling these guys to do he's like build homes and plan to stay i mean he told them he was going to be there for they were going to be there for 70 years friends seven zero there's some people going oh oh, hold up so that means i'm never going to survive this i'm never gonna they had to process all of those things but god is saying hey hey do not dwindle away i just want you to know guys do not dwindle away emotionally uh, psychologically, physically, spiritually, do not dwindle away. And then he says this: right, pray for this season, pray for this Babylon. And then he says, because if because the 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 peace is going to be connected to, to your peace. Basically, he's saying if you are going to go out, if you can come out of this with peace, you can go through anything. So, friends, this is the challenge. This is a and this is the encouragement right now. So, let me give you four practices of security. Number one, reflective. Silence, reflective silence. I know that is scary for a lot of us, a lot of us. Kristen, I'm sure, and uh, 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 I, I know I, I single you out, but I think not that you're not silent, um, <laughs> but reflective silence would be hard for you, right? Normally. Okay.
1: Normally I hear silence and I'm like, no, thank you. Right now I think every mom everywhere yeah. is like, that sounds good, but impossible. Yeah. You know, re- silence is just... We, have to be right we now, gotta be creative right now. We re- gotta be creative. Reflective silence. Yeah. I think it's going for a drive, going for a walk, sitting in your closet, <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah. You know?
0: It is true. Yeah. And we have to fight for it because there's so much noise sure. physical, emotional, uh, um, not political, on the new, like, there is, there's so much noise. Yeah. There's so much noise. And if you and I don't learn to be silent, friends, you're going to miss out on what really is a sense of security. Security is, is, is connected to the sense of just being alone and, and allowing God to speak to you. Now, let me give you another one, uh, submissive humility. Submissive humility, what, what does that mean? Uh, that means that it's not just humility to say, you know what, I, I'm, uh, uh, I understand, I understand I can't do this right now. It's actually being humble enough to do things you're supposed to do right now. Because there are some of us, you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to try this this way, uh, friends. You and I have to learn what it means to be submissive it comes to, and, and humble. You see, this is what God's telling them. I want you to do some things. It's going to be counterintuitive for you. You're not going to feel like you're doing it. Want to do them? But I just need you to do this. Submissive humility, friends. You know, and I know, when leaders do that. It, it, it fares so well for the people they, they, they lead. If we do that, it serves the people around us as well. So reflective silence, submissive humility, okay? Uh, you just being willing and wanting to do what you need to do. Third, gracious discipline gracious discipline and the reason why I think gracious discipline is because uh, I don't know about you but like I feel like I, I, I there are days I'm like I have I have strong discipline and then there are days I'm like I have no discipline at all like you know do you know the hardest person to command is myself like it's like it's not like my kids or people like just do what I tell you to do I want to tell my soul this just do what I tell you to do like self-command is something that I have to, I have to learn to get better at. And the truth is, is that gracious discipline is the reason why it's gracious. Is because, friends, we're gonna mess up. We are we, going to mess up on this. It's just it's gonna be one of those things. And you and I have got to like not, uh, uh you know, focus on the fact that we are not doing this perfect. It's gotta be filled with grace. And then uh, the lastly, confident patience. Confident and patience, what does that mean? That means that when you and I sit in silence, when you and I are willing and, uh, and wanting to be led by God, when we practice these things, when we allow ourselves to really um, be gracious when it comes to our discipline, we give ourselves break if we don't, if we can't if, if we break a habit, if you break a routine, I mean hey if it 's good one day that's fine let's start all over again let's start over again. If we do this, we are going to do what we're going to birth within us a confident patience, a confident patience. And here's what's going to happen. Lamentations um, 3, in verse 54, he ends with this thought, and I, I love it. He says this. He says, The waters rose over my head, and I cried out, this is the end. Okay, now I want you to understand, this is, again, Jeremiah. He started, can I just tell you, he started with verse 15. He says, God has filled me with bitterness and given me a cup of deepest sorrow. And then he says here, He says, the water rose over my head, and I cried out. This is the end. This is the end. Maybe you've said that. But then I called. I called on your name, Lord. From deep deep within the pit, you heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading. Hear my cry for help. Now, really quick here. When he talks about, God, I cried out to you from the depth of a pit, he literally meant the pit. He literally meant the well that he was stuck in. It was awful. He was stuck in there because no one wanted to hear him. Because he was telling people to do what? Dream, invest. He was telling them to have these, no longer go after the symbols of security. No, to start these new practices. He's, he was telling them, hey, God is with us, but we have to do these things. And the king didn't want to hear it. No one wanted to hear it. So, he's saying, God, in the middle of that, when no one was hearing me, you heard me. I just want to let you guys know, and when you feel like no one's hearing you, God is hearing you. God's hearing you. And then he says, You heard me when I cried. Listen to my pleading. Hear my cry for help. And then verse 57, he says, Yes. Yes. You came. You came. God, you came when I called. You told me, you told me, do not fear. See, friends, he got to this place. Because he let go of security, symbols of security, and began to be a person who began to practice security, practice this presence of God. See, there are some of us we're doing some things right now, and I know I want to give you grace because I mean, hey, we're we're all in this together here. But I think some of us are allowing blame and bitterness in your life, and that's not allowing you to hear God. It's not allowing you to to uh, to. Uh, allow God to show you some things see he wants to get up really close to tell you do not fear it's one thing for me to tell you that but when you hear that from God it changes the game friends so let me ask you what is what are some things that you're kind of still holding on to and uh, maybe God's saying today hey I need you to I need you to move past like blame and uh, shame um, because you can't shame other people. You can't shame yourself. Let's move past that. And let's process this. And let's get quiet. And let's, let, me, let me speak to you right now. Let me come close to you. That you actually feel like you called, I came. And I told you, I whispered into your soul, do not fear. What, is, what are you doing right now that's not allowing you to hear God or to see God in your life? See, friends, let me just say this: like I can translate, I can translate God's word for you, right, all day long, and I can, I can, I can do that. But I can never translate God's intention for you. You see, when someone has an intention for someone, it's so personal. Like, like I'm, my intentions with you are this. See, that only you can hear. Only your soul can understand. And so I think it's worth it for us in the midst of our chaos to go, God, besides your word, what do you want to say to me? What is your intention towards me? You see, when you understand and when you translate, when you you begin to practice translating God's intention for your life, it changes the game for you. Because for me, I know how to translate God's intention. Because I know this, that whatever was intended for evil and the defeat and wrong and bad and sorrow for me, God's intention is to turn it for good. But I know that not because someone told me. I know that because he told me. So let's allow God to tell you, speak to you this morning. Let me pray for you. Lord God, I thank you so much for your intention for us. I thank you, Lord God, that you want to speak to us in a profound way. In a profound way. And so, God, I just ask you, God, would you do that, God, in the midst of, the, of of our context, in the midst of whatever's going on right now, as we listen to this to this um, to this um, message, I, I just pray, God, that Your Spirit move powerfully. God, for some of us, we've never really heard You for ourselves. We've never we've we've heard things about You. We've heard words about You, and we've allowed our eyes and years to experience you, but we've never allowed our souls to. And Father, Jeremiah takes us to a journey of how his soul was so bitter and defeated and in despair. And it moves towards anchoring his soul towards hope and, and then believing and knowing that God has personally spoken to me. Do not fear. Father, I pray that for all of us. And God, I pray also, The person who's never really had this experience before god i pray in jesus name that god you would allow them to feel you in such a powerful way jesus i pray that you would um, do something that only you can do supernaturally right now and that they would have the courage to say god i give you my life god this situation is so complicated for so many of us, and there's so many things that we need to trust you with. But God, I pray that this morning, once again, we entrust you, not just trust you, but we entrust you with the things that are most important to us. We entrust you, we give to you our anxiety, we give to you our sin, we give to you our despair, we give to you our bitterness, we give to you our cynicism, we give to you our doubt. We give you our lives. God, that's what we're committing to in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.